0: To be a good leader is to believe that what you're doing actually matters. But to be a spirit-filled leader is to believe the gospel actually matters. Let's talk about this in part three of our three-part series on what difference Pentecost makes in our lives. And welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Barak. Miguel is behind the camera, and we're ready to go for part three of a three-part series on what difference Pentecost makes in our lives, looking at the lives of the disciples, the apostles who were there in the upper room, saying, what changed in them, and how does that apply to us? Part one was on courage. Part two was on charisms. And now part three is on conviction. Courage, charisms, and conviction. If you didn't watch part one or part two, I'd recommend you go watch those. But if you're here now, you might as well stay with us as we talk about conviction. And what do I mean by conviction? Conviction in this case is believing and knowing that it actually matters whether or not somebody knows Jesus Christ that a conviction falls on the apostles in the upper room, that as they leave that space to go out into the world to make disciples of all nations, they leave with the firm belief, the, the deep ache, that everyone needs to know Jesus. They think and believe and know that it actually matters, that Jesus is the only way to the Father, that he is the way, the truth, and the life, and nobody comes to the Father except by him. That broad and wide is the way that leads to hell, and many are that are finding it, and narrow is the way that leads to life, and few are finding it. They actually believe Jesus' teachings on salvation. And it's so deep in them because it's been pierced into their hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is now the faith that they've had has come alive in the fire of Pentecost, that they are willing to have the courage to endure anything, to lean on the charisms, to actually see this happen in somebody's life. But the conviction that every single person needs to know Jesus, that he's the king, he's the Messiah, he's the judge, he's the splendor of the Father, he is our life. He is our hope. He is our joy. He is the only one who can save. And they, they, they're launched out of the upper room with this message that everyone needs to know and everyone needs to hear and everyone needs to be given an opportunity to respond to. I mean, think about Peter. Peter is launched out of the upper room. And Peter through the whole Gospels is like a squirrel. He's he's kind of all over the place. One minute he's brilliant, one minute he's not. One minute he says something that's really right on, and the next minute not so much. I mean, he's just constantly trying to figure things out. He's constantly bumping around. He's constantly trying to follow Jesus, trying to be responsive to what the Lord is doing, trying to be faithful as a disciple, but he's just kind of all over the place. And then Pentecost happens, and Peter emerges from the upper room, and he's not a squirrel. He's a ringing bell of truth. It is like this hammer blow, a boom, boom, boom. And what does Peter culminate with? He says, let the whole house of Israel know assuredly that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Peter knows without a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is Lord. He's the king. He's the all-powerful one. And he's the Christ. He's the Messiah. He's the anointed one. He's the savior of all mankind. And it's just... It's in them. And they are now willing to endure anything, do anything, cross any ocean, endure any hardship, face any challenge, because everyone needs to know that God wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I'm going to say that again. They know that everyone needs to know that God wants everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. Their conviction is that the gospel is not just for some people or that everyone's basically okay. As long as you're a decent person, you'll probably be okay. No, their conviction is to know Jesus is to have life. And if you don't know Jesus, you don't have life. I mean, listen to this from the first letter of John. This is how he culminates his first letter. John the beloved. John the one that Jesus loved. John who often kind of seems more meek and mild. Listen to meek and mild John at the end of his letter. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life and this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life and he who has not the Son does not have life. That belief, that conviction is not natural. It's not human in the sense that Like, that wouldn't be our natural choice to be that definitive. And as a Spirit-filled leader, in order to lead fully, in order to create environments of actual transformation, in order to be faithful to the call that the Lord has placed on our lives, we have to allow the Holy Spirit to convict us deeper past our discomfort, past our preferences, past our awkwardness, to be so convicted that this is true, that it lends itself so that we don't shave off the edges of the gospel, that we don't water down Jesus, that we don't kind of let people off the hook. And I'm not suggesting that we become just these fire and brimstone angry preachers. What I'm talking about, though, is that we believe that what we're doing matters for everyone. And again, if we if we just leave it up to our own devices or our own natural kind of preferences our own natural personality most of us will will kind of back away from this intense this intense truth of heaven and hell this intense truth of Jesus the judge Jesus the the all merciful one but also Jesus the one who asks for everything we we will back away from some of those things where Jesus says like if you love father and mother more than me you are not worthy of me We'll, we'll, we'll water down those things. We'll let people kind of just kind of drift and do their own thing. We'll, we'll accommodate to other people's preferences and other people's desires and other people's perspectives. If we're not filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, unless Pentecost comes alive in our hearts, we will accommodate. We will water down. We will shave off the edges. But when the Holy Spirit is alive in your heart, when his fire is your conviction, when his fire is your fuel now everything is clear now everything is on point now everything is directed and we can move throughout the world in our leadership not with judgmental hearts but with convicted hearts and the difference between a convicted heart and a judgmental heart is a judgmental heart says you need to change and i'm okay i'm i'm analyzing you from a place of pride a convicted heart is i am a sinner in need of a savior i need this and because of how convicted i am that i need this i want to extend it to you because i love you a judgmental heart often doesn't actually want change in somebody's life a judgmental heart is more the heart that says i feel good about the fact that you're not where you need to be and i can identify that in you a convicted heart is willing to speak into what needs to change in somebody else's life because they know they themselves need to change. We know we are in, in need of a Savior. Therefore, we can in confidence invite you to meet the Savior as well. A convicted heart is humbly saying, I'm a blind beggar who's found some food. Would you like some food? A judgmental heart says, I have the food and then once you're worthy, I'll share it with you. And a spiritual leader needs to be convicted but not judgmental. And that... The distinction there is a work of the Holy Spirit in our life. So, what difference does Pentecost make? A lot of things, but the three we wanted to focus on in the last three episodes was courage, charisms, and finally conviction. Let us know what you thought about this three-part series. We haven't really done a three-part series before, but maybe we'll do it again on a different topic. But this has been the Spirit-filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Burak. I want to thank you for watching. I want to thank you for sharing. I want to thank you for liking. I want to thank you for commenting. And stay tuned because we have more episodes coming. But, you know, thanks for being a Spirit-filled leader because the world needs disciples and disciples need Spirit-filled leaders. God bless you. Come, take my hand. We'll dance on craves, Praise the dead.